Welcome. It's Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Scott Prusha, the uh, Sports Marketing Director at Panini and uh, longtime friend and former colleague. We're going to talk about Scott's hobby journey, his origin story, which I think began before Beckett Publications, but we're going to enjoy having Scott unpack that. But first, thanks sponsors, not just Panini, but uh, also Tops and Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So welcome to the show, Scott Prusha. Been looking forward to this for quite a while. Uh, wow, wanted to make sure I had my enough experience to uh, interview <laughs> you. Well, I'm a handful. You know me. I'm a handful. You know you're a handful. But uh, tell us about your hobby journey. And uh, like I said, I know I had some overlap, and I've tracked with you for more than 20 years now. Actually, yeah. 20. Yeah, more than 20. 25, yeah. 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 So, but I don't look it. I, I'm trying not to either, Scott, but what's your, <laughs> how do you get started? I mean, what, what's yeah. the, give us some background because when you, I know when you came to Beckett Publications, people came into my office and said, you need to hire this guy. <laughs> I should have asked a few more questions, but I think, uh, <laughs> you should have uh, dug in a little deeper, done the uh, background track. Uh, we, we went maybe, maybe looked at that drug test a, a couple of times, uh, uh, yeah. you know, to make sure it was good. No, I, yeah. You know, it's funny is I'm one of those guys you could probably, you really can say is a lifer. You know, I collected cards as a kid. You know, I'm one of the guys that coined the phrase, my mom didn't throw my cards out, you know, and, and I mean, my earliest memories, I, I just, I remember my mom, I, I was a big fan of George Brett. That was my guy growing up as a kid. And I, one of my earliest memories was my mom driving me to a, to a shop to buy a George Brett card. And this was in the seventies. I mean, I was probably five, six years old. And, and, and so cards have always played such an important part of my life. You know, as I got a little bit older, my, my first memories are collecting and, you know, I'm just the same guy that, that, that you know, I'd take them all out of my fo- my binder and, and reorganize them and then put them all back together. But when I was a teenager, my dad, he, you know, he, he changed careers and, and we decided to open a shop and we were a family shop and uh, my mom did the comic books. I did the cards and my dad ran the shop. So uh, we were in Plano, which wasn't too far from the Beckett headquarters. And I remember Louise Bird. Remember that? It was yeah. Louise Bird, right? Louise. Yeah. Louise. Yeah. Yeah. She, she came to our shop. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was a salesperson at the time, I think. And she came into our shop and, and met my dad. And my dad was like, man, you got to meet my son. He knows about cards. He's blah, 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 blah. And, you know, she's probably like, yeah, right, right. I hear that all the time. And, and sure enough, she came back and gave me her business card. And I actually was on my way. At this point, I was on my way to Texas Tech to go to uh, occupational therapy school, at, which I never spent one minute doing, by the way. Um, it was preparation for needing it later. Yeah, right. My shoulders and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Ah, I never spent one minute of that, but I I kept her business card and I really did. True story. I kept her business card. I went to school and I thought about it the entire time that I was there. And I was like, man, you know, I really, I miss the hobby. I miss, you know, being part of that. And my dad ended up closing the shop, you know, just, we had five years, we had a good run and and, and it was getting tough. You know, it was towards the mid to late nineties and the business was getting harder. Comic books became more believe it or not, became more of the business than cards itself at the time. And uh, man, I, I had that card. And sure enough, I got back from school. I graduated. I got back from school and I called her and I said, I said, man, do you remember me? And she's like, I absolutely do. And, uh, and I was like, are y'all hiring? Uh, <laughs> but, but in my mind, I believed, and I truly believe this, and I still believe this, that if I could get a job at Beckett, I could get, I could, my philosophy was I could, I, I will, that Beckett was the number one place to be, you know, your name, you know, you working for you. I knew that I could, I could build a career in the industry if I, if I worked there. And so I did, I got, I got hired right away in the um, price guide area. And I, I mean, I, 
I had a hockey background, which was good too, because there weren't a lot of guys that do hockey. And so I was able to excel. But where I got to where I'm at now is I actually befriended. I went over on my, one of my first days in the business or in the, in the building. I went over and, and bugged the heck out of Tracy Hackler. And I had read his, his stories and man, he just, he, he really inspired me by his writing and it is his creativity, but able to link his creativity with trading cards. And I bugged him to death, man. I was like, I was like, man, what can I do for you? I'll write for you. I'll, I'll carry your bags. I'll, I'll do whatever, you know, I got to do. And, 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 and that just has led to this lifelong friendship with Tracy Hackler. And that's kind of how I got my job now is that he left and went to, to Donner's at the time and, and recommended me. And I remember finally, I mean, it's one of my greatest memories slash hardest things I've ever had to do is sit across from you and tell you how much I, I looked up to you and how much you inspired me as a person. But I knew that there was an opportunity with Donner's at the time that, that I, I just, I had to take it. And, and it was hard because I, I had to stare you in the face and tell you that, that, that I had to leave. And then I went over to, to Donruss and that's kind of how I, I got to where I was at or where I'm at now, I guess, 20 years later. <laughs> well, well one, th- one thing I do, I was trying to explain to my awesome wife, you know, what, uh, what my <laughs> all awesome, right? day would be. And I was trying to explain and I was having trouble explaining because uh, I think at your very core, you're kind of a marketing type person. And I don't think we had you in that role at all when we hired you, even though you had some analytical chops and you were, yeah. you, know, you were a great teammate. And all, like I said, you're willing to, to, to pitch in whatever, but you were made for marketing. I mean, in fact, you were marketing yourself before you were marketing trading cards. I, you know, that's, it's funny is I've always had that, that drive, you know, and I, I, I just, I wanted to do whatever I could. And I was the mascot. I was super fan and I ran around dressed up in costumes for, for us. And I just, I did whatever I could because I wanted to do, I mean, to be honest, and I'm not saying this because I'm sitting here talking to you, but I mean, you, you were my inspiration, like growing up. I mean, you had to have, it, Beckett Magazine was the, the number one thing in this business. And I knew that if I could do whatever I could for you and for the company, I would, I would, I would go places. And so, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I had the analytical skills that got me in the door, but I wanted to do whatever I could. And it didn't even necessarily lead to marketing. I mean, when I, when I first went to Donruss, I wasn't even in marketing. I was, I, I believe it or not, I negotiated contracts. And that's, that's what lured me over there is they had, they said that I had the opportunity to go over and, and lead the acquisitions department. And I was like, what? You know, I, I, I read every book I could and, and every negotiating, how to talk to people and all that stuff. But, but it was just the opportunity to go do something from the ground floor. And then, and then when Tracy left to go back to Beckett, <laughs> Which yeah, everybody comes back, right? I mean, we all we not all, everybody, but uh, not everybody, but we all love it. And he, I actually moved into his role, and that's how I I got into marketing. And it's, it's good place for you. It's good place for you, Scott. I think it's a good place for you. So it's, I felt like uh, our company, you know, back in the day when you were there, I, I think we were we did not put a priority on marketing. Now we uh, let's say classical marketing. You know, we weren't yeah. as outbound. We were doing things that made our, our position in the industry, the hobby, more attractive and, and appealing to, so that people could get our products and all that stuff. But we weren't a real aggressive marketer, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, and so you were the one that was pushing the envelope a little bit with a super fan <laughs> and stuff like that, which was, was fine and everything. But we, were not, uh, we, we weren't an aggressive marketing company, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I got to Donruss, I mean, we weren't either. And it was, a, it was an interesting time in the, in the industry where – you know, it was dipping a little bit and, and, you know, there, there were, there were changes going on. I mean, the manufacturers were starting to, to come down and, and they, 
going to one manufacturer per license was starting to happen. And, you know, it, it was, it was interesting, you know, and, and that's where I think, you know, from a, from a, from a marketing standpoint, what I did was I took a lot of, of, I remember we used to have these meetings. If you remember, we would all sit around the table in your, in your conference room and the manufacturers would come in and we would all have these conversations with the manufacturers and we would go, how can we can't get this? And how come, you know, you guys don't have more images and how come, you know, checklists aren't always complete. Well, when I went over and moved into Tracy's role, I remembered a lot of that stuff and, and started to really peel back the, you know, so to speak, you know, peel the onion a little bit. I mean, I, I, I just became transparent. I, I, I showed card images of everything. I would go over and take pictures of, of everything I could and send them out there. And, and, and then I, I came up with the idea of, well, why am I sending them to everybody else when I can post them myself? And I think we were one of the first ones to just really start hammering images and card things and, and, and news releases and signed players on our own website and everything. And, and that was, you know, something that hadn't been done before. I mean, usually the manufacturers were really not secretive, but it's just, they, they weren't willing to share as much as they did. And I remember that from sitting around the, those tape, the, those conversations in your office and going, and why, why are we doing this? We should be sharing everything. And that's kind of how right. I started I, on the marketing side. Yeah, I agree. Bring us uh, to the point of where Panini came in because you're, you're here with, you know, you didn't get hired by Panini per se, but right. I guess you did. So uh, yeah. what was that transition like when Panini took over and I guess acquired pretty much lock, stock and barrel, all the, the people and brands of, yeah. of your predecessor. So what, what was that like? Was that tense or was that comfortable? Was that a, <laughs> Because you, oh. you had close relationships with the with the uh, previous yeah. ownership. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I consider just like I became really good friends with you. I mean, I was really close friends with Ann uh, and Powell, who owned the company. You know, I did a lot for her and her family, and and it, it was it was interesting. You know, I, I was in a different, probably a different position because I knew so much about the company that that they right. had me in a lot of the conversations. So I, I knew probably more than than what most people did. So it wasn't as nervous for me. But, but it was, it was an interesting time. And I remember Ann hopped on a plane, flew over and met with Mr. Salustro in Italy and, and explained, you know, about our company at the time, Panini had opened a, a post office box and, and tried to get an office in New York. And, and Ann jumped on a plane, went over there and was like, no, you need to buy our company. I mean, we, we have the people and, you know, even Mr. Salustro was kind of like, wait a minute, you know, you guys are, aren't, aren't the top dog yet. And we were like, no, you trust us. We, we have the people, we have the, the right things. We just haven't had the right breaks. And he had NBA, we had NFL um, together. Well, they also had FIFA and together, you know, it just became this, this, this amazing combination of, of assets and people. And we all stayed, you know, everybody stayed and they put me on a plane and sent me over to Italy. And believe it or not, I was there. I was one of the first people to sit across from Mr. Salustro because I knew mo- the most about the company. They're like, you got to come because you know more about Panini or Donruss than anybody. I'm like, all right. And so here I am, this, you know, knucklehead sitting across from the owner of Panini. And uh, I never realized when I was selling the company, I should have used you, Scott, to <laughs> my agents. I could have had you. There you go. I, mean, I don't know. I, I can talk good. I, you know me, I can talk. So, but it was, it was, it was really cool. You know, I, I don't think it, it was a nervous time just because, you know, anytime you go through something like that, it's, there's uncertainty, but, but we believed in ourselves and, you know, I, I stand by everybody that was in that building. You know, I mean, we, we believed that we had the best company. We just didn't have the, the power at the time, you know, we, you know, upper deck and tops were, were, were the bigger dogs at the time. You know, we were always the small fish in the big pond, we would say, but we always were really affected. Right. And, and, and I think what made us really great was our, our, just, we were genuine, right. We, and we haven't lost that as Panini where you can talk to us, 
you know, we believe in what we were doing and, and we were, we were always there. Right. And, and that's what my boss at the time, Jim Dryden, who's an incredible inspiration to me in my career, besides yourself, <laughs> just, he just said, you know, be there, be out there, go where people are that. And I remember, I, I'm telling you, and people would laugh at me if I said this, there were times when the other manufacturers wouldn't set up at the national. There was a couple of years where we were the only manufacturer in the, in the, the, the manufacturer area Donruss was, and it was because we, he wanted us and we believed that we needed to be there. We, we needed to invest in those types of events and be where, where collectors could talk to us. And then it just kept continuing to build. And now look at the national now. I mean, you know, I, you'd laugh. I mean, seriously, you'd, you'd laugh if a manufacturer was like, I'm not going, but there were times when they didn't. And you know, it's just, that's what we believed. And so when Panini bought us, we believed that we were, we had the right formula to be great. And, and it just all came together. And now, you know, all these years later, here we are. Scott, we're out of time. I knew it'd go by. Out of time! Basically, you know, you're, it's about the people, you know? So when uh, Donners became Panini, it, it, it still was about the people. And, and there's some, obviously some great people over there. One, one thing, again, just to end on a high note, Scott is such a marketing guy that he's still marketing Donners. <laughs> the benefits of a defunct company. Uh, Past, present, always. There yeah, it is, right there. So, but, uh, but again, there's there's some great brands out there. Uh, thanks, listeners. Thanks, uh, Scott Prusha, Sports Marketing Director for Panini and, uh, and a wonderful sponsor. We will be back tomorrow with another episode, and I'm going to get Scott back for some more stuff uh, in the near future. Thanks. The man that-